Welcome to episode 27 of The Roger Snipe Show. The Roger Snipes Show. So, today's guest goes by the name of Katie Chimes. So Katie, she's a good friend of mine. I met her on the fitness scene, don't know, probably about seven years ago, possibly. Um, so she was competing as a fitness model and I was competing as a muscle model. And um, yeah, man, competing on the stage is something completely different, especially when it's to do with aesthetic proportions. Um, it's not just the way you look, but it's how you present it on the stage which is quite interesting considering both of us has taken a, a different route in terms of our fitness journey. But Katie Chimes herself, she's a chiropractor and um, yeah, fitness, lifestyle and health professional all in one. Now she was born in uh, Buckinghamshire and has basically traveled around the world, spent a year in the USA and lived and worked as a chiropractor in Finland too, and now practices in and around London, taking life at about 100 miles an hour with every glass half full. Katie has a history of competing at high level in swimming, um, athletics, triathlon, and bodybuilding. With a background in fitness, personal training, and sports therapy, it was a natural progression for her to train and be a chiropractor, where Katie's focus is on the fitness and well-being of her patients. Now, <clears throat> this involves not only biomechanics of health, but also a huge impact of stress and mindset. She continues to complement her chiropractic training with ongoing courses and seminars in and around aspects of chiropractic and health and has seen some huge transformations in people of all ages, ranging from a four-day-old baby to a 98-year-old patient. Now, what many people might not be aware of is chiropractic care is not just about addressing immediate pain. It's also about, well, very much to do with lifestyle choice. Now, the nervous system controls everything in the body. So for the body to be working optimally, the spine has to be healthy. Now, Katie loves her work of getting people well and keeping them that way. Anyhow, that's enough of an introduction. Let's bring on Katie Chimes. Katie, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Even though What's we have been this... the highlight of your day? Highlight, it was probably going out in the sun. Actually, yeah. no, no, no. It was breaking my fast. I actually done a 24-hour fast. Okay. And when it came to eating, the food tastes absolutely delicious. You have no idea, seriously. Mm -hmm. Do you know what? I listened to your podcast on um, intermittent fasting you did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did I listen to that yesterday or something? And actually, um, I sometimes do that. I sometimes do a bit of intermittent fasting. I'm different. And I don't know, do different things, different days. I don't really keep something constant. But I actually haven't um, eaten all day until just before I spoke to you. Okay. Yeah. The same thing, yeah. All right. And after listening to that yesterday, it made me think, okay, I'm actually going to fast all day, actually. <laughs> I did that. <laughs> it's to do that. Yeah, it's good. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. And I think it's healthy to, um, it, you know, you don't have to do it every single day. Some people call it, or it's, I think it's called cyclical fasting where you don't necessarily do it every single day. You might, or, or periodic fasting. So there's no set rule. You kind of go with whatever feels right for you. But do you do that quite regularly for yourself anyway? Do you fast yeah, quite do you know, regularly? I feel so comfortable doing it now. Mm. It's almost like I felt I needed a new challenge. So mm. I will fast. I will typically do that one meal a day thing, or OMAD mm. as they call it. Um, so that meal will be relatively big. I'll have a couple of smoothies with lots of different stuff in there, like different powders, adaptogenic herbs, and um, 
I don't know, chlorella, spirulina, all these, all mm-hmm. these like, you know, super food ingredients. Yeah. Then I'll have a plate filled up, filled up with food and that'll be it. And um, I'll have that within a two to four hour window. And yeah, I'll feel fine. Uh, but mm-hmm. in the morning, I'll have a coffee or a green tea. And yeah. um, that's fine, you know, because it doesn't break me out fast. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I've been totally comfortable with that. But what I like to do as well is, well, I've only recently introduced it, is to have a, a, a 24-hour fast where I just drink, well, a water fast. So I'll just drink water and as a, as a full-on cleanse and to switch on those uh, um, autophagy um, things going on in the body, you know, cleanse and uh, uh, get rid of those dead cells and boost mm. my mitochondria and all that good stuff. Mm. Yeah, It's quite interesting, isn't it? How different people do that. Because when I started working more in London, because I was working such early hours, it got to the point when I had to work things around my training and I hadn't had to train as, as I normally would do. And I ended up finding as a natural thing, I wasn't having my first porridge, my first meal of the day until about 11, 11.30 anyway. There so I almost started fasting without really realizing it. Because I mean, I've had my green juice first in the morning. So, yeah. I, I think that uh, for, for people like us who are very much in their fitness, sometimes like, you'll just do things naturally and then you find out that there's some sort of name for it. Yeah, I know, exactly. I know. Like like a ketogenic diet, like a lot of people who's done bodybuilding had been doing that for years, but now it's become almost like branded in a sense. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing keto. Really? What's that? Oh, really? That? I've I've been doing that forever. (laughs) Yeah. Because back when we were competing and everything, and back when I was competing quite a lot, at the same time as when you were doing a lot, um... People just always ask me what my macros were and what was this. And I was like, to be quite honest, I was never, I'm so old school. I like things to be plain and basic. Mm. I can't do all this, have two carrots here, one tomato here. It's just too, too much. So I just started (laughs) making it like so simple and basic and not having to measure macros. And if I want some chocolate each day, I'll eat eat some chocolate. And if I want that one day, I'll eat chocolate. I don't really think about it. Mm. Whereas I think sometimes when it gets too, well, this is how I used to be. But I think sometimes when it sometimes gets too constricted or too regimented, which no, we can't be regimented when you're competing and stuff anyway. That's a different story. But yeah, I know what you mean. You start just wrecking things off and it's like, oh, this is what I'm doing, am I? I didn't even realize it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know where I'm coming from? Absolutely. I'm on a bit now. No, no, mm. no. It makes total sense. Um, mm. I think a lot of the time you do need to listen to your body, especially when it comes to fitness. Definitely. Maybe it's a bit different when it comes to competing because competing isn't necessarily much to do with fitness to be honest Mm. it's just a case of how you're looking and obviously you're gonna get cravings (laughs) and you can't always give in to those cravings sometimes you you can do you know what i used to do you know what i used to do when i got my cravings at my old work um we used to have these we had this starbucks counter thing at our old place and they had these waffle biscuit things and um i used to in between patients, I stuck this waffle biscuit caramel thing in my mouth, chew it, and spit it out in the bin. No way. Yeah, bad. <laughs> it's so bad. I look back at it, I think it was a complete nutcase because <laughs> you know how your mindsets work. When you're so determined you want to get something, you'll just do it. Nothing yeah. will stop you. Yeah. And so I wouldn't even, I wouldn't swallow it, but I just like, I had that, when I had those cravings, it was crazy, like madness. But I, was, I went too strict with things. But it's the things you put your body through, it's just madness. Yeah, I saw the body fat which you went down to. I don't know which show it was, but I remember the photo shoot afterwards where you was against a car. I think he was wearing a. I don't know. Is oh, it? Oh, that was well. That was a world. Worlds, yeah. yeah. Mm. Wow, mm. wow. But that was better that time compared to the time before. Before that, I look back at it, I think oh, it's too lean. It's disgusting. Mm. Everyone says that like, you remember me being so shredded, and yeah, but it's because it's it's horrible when I look back at it. But at the time, you just don't see it, do you? No, you get just mm. kind of like, I don't know, just walk in the zone. Just, just in the zone. All you care about mm. is the stage and that is it. How am I going to look mm. <laughs> in comparison mm. to how many other people? It's mm. pretty difficult to think mm. outside that. Mm. Anyhow, that was yeah. great. <laughs> we'll stop gabbling on because I'll just chat about <laughs> rubbish all that. All what time. I want to do, I want to focus more on um, your chiropractic work. Yeah. Now, the reason why I reached out to you is because... I didn't really know much about what it meant to be a chiropractor mm-hmm. than the time when I went to see you. 
mm. which was how many years ago was that? Oh, years ago, four or five years ago. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. And, and I literally just wanted to see you because I just thought, hey, it will be cool content just to show the people what the mm. benefits are of seeing a chiropractor. But then mm-hmm. I learned that I should have seen one a very long time ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, you was looking at my, um, my spine and mm-hmm. um, even, even some wear and tear which happened in the bones. Um, and I think he was saying at one stage there was uh, early stages of arthritis. I can't mm-hmm. remember where that was. And I think, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even know if I want to go back to the video because it might scare me. But what I do know is after that point, you gave me a few uh, tips on, on my training. And, and then from there, I was like, do you know what? I, I just want to take care of my body. And I don't want mm-hmm. any problems ongoing. Because I got involved in fitness for fitness. I don't want to have health issues from trying to be fit. I'm not trying to be a superhero in the gym. I just want to be fit. And that is it. So I eat my good food and I'm training. But lots of people, when they have certain issues with their body, they're not too sure where to go. Mm -hmm. So what I'd like you to do is to just... Uh, explain to our listeners what a chiropractor do does and mm-hmm. um yeah what 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 a chiropractor does and and when should they go to see one okay there's there's a whole array of answers you can have to that question firstly a chiropractor the the deemed term for what chiropractic is is it's the diagnosis and treatment of mechanical disorders of the musculoskeletal system, wow. and especially that of the spine. Now that's the that's the proper definition, but it's way more than that. And when I say it's way more than that, I believe it actually transforms people's lives. And I know it's quite a harsh or a loud statement to make with that, but when people come to us generally when they feel like they have got pain. So the majority of people come when they've got back pain, neck pain, arm pain, tingling in the arms or hands or legs or feet, something like that. Or some people again can reach out when they've got headaches, they've got migraines, um, all sorts of things. But then other people do come and reach out to us when they have things like anxiety or postural distortions, headaches for 20 years. And a lot of people don't realise that they can come to a chiropractor to come and help that. Now, I can't say we treat headaches, but we treat everything around the areas that can go on to lead to that. Mm-hmm. And then I'm very much looking into people's mindset and the mind and how it can affect the human body. So if you just think, if someone came, came along to you or we have one of your clients comes to you and they're quite down and depressed or not feeling very happy, yeah. and there's a big black screen here and they're standing behind a black screen, what would their posture look like? Go into it now. Sorry, if they were standing they're, behind a black screen. If they're screen. standing behind a black screen and they were unhappy, a bit down, stressed, depressed, what would their posture look like? I'd, I'd have no go idea. This sort of posture. Well, we'd go into this sort of posture, wouldn't we? If they're yeah? behind a black screen. No, just, just imagine someone. Okay, I'll, I'll rephrase it. I'll start again. <laughs> if you see a client that comes to you who's quite down, depressed, unhappy, generally, what's their postural stance look like? They don't really look well, it's, like It's this, all going to be kind of closed. Down like this. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Now imagine someone who's quite happy and full of life and quite vibrant. What does their posture look like? More open. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So this is the other realms I like to get into because I feel that a lot of postural problems, long-term problems can have a lot of an emotional effect as well. Right. So when we come to looking at treating people longer term, not only are we treating their pain discomfort, that's the first point of treatment, but then you start creating more imbalances back through the spine. And then they, as they start to create more balance and start to feel better with themselves, their emotions start to change, their moods start to change their heartburn and problems start to go away. Their headaches start to go away. Mm. Now, once again, I can't state here that we treat heartburn or I, I retreat all these other things, but they naturally happen. And I, after I've been doing this for 10 years, but other people have been doing it for 20 years, 25 years, 30 years, the amount of stories we could tell you of things that we've seen, we can't write about them such as such, but the stories we've seen is incredible. Mm, mm. So, so when I had a patient that come, have a patient comes to me who's had headaches for twenty years, and she says, "I can't be a wife to my husband. I can't be a mother to my children." 
I have headaches every day, so I can't go out. My friends ask me to go out, but I can't because I've got these constant headaches. People have headaches four or five times a week. That becomes normal to them. Wow. And that's not normal. No, of course so not. When, so when I have people come to me and they say to me, I say, how many headaches are you getting? And they're like, oh, they're normal, three, four a week. <laughs> Seriously, that's normal. And, and I was like, that's not normal. Mm. So it take, you see how it takes over their life and they can't function. So when you take them through a whole program, we work on the mechanics around their spine and work on everything that needs to be worked on. But then when they start to say after a few months, well, my headaches will start to go away. So they came in just with neck pain. They didn't realize, they didn't talk about the headaches. They came with the neck pain. We get rid of their neck pain. Then they notice their headaches are starting to go away. And when you do a re-review with them, they say, actually, yeah, my headaches have gone. I went out with my friends at the weekend. I can now go out on dates with my husband. I can be a better mother to my children. That's what I say by transforming people's lives. And that's the power I feel behind. That's just one example of many different things. You know, there's loads of things I could talk about, but that's um, what I'm talking about chiropractic. So it's one thing people come in if they've got back pain, neck pain, arm pain, and just treating their pain and discomfort. If they're getting neurological symptoms, yes, we, we work on those areas as well. Mm. But then in the long term, I like to work with patients to firstly get rid of their pain, but then prevent their pain from coming back. Of course. So, so that's when we talk about with you, like keeping the wellness and keeping the balance there. That's what we were discussing with you when I saw you that time. And when you teach people the right mechanics and how to sit, stand, twist, bend, move, carry, think about the things which could be causing their pain in the first place, that's when you start preventing longer term problems. And that's to me is what chiropractic is all about. That's, that's fascinating stuff though. Um, so when I, when I came to you, I wasn't, man, I just felt in great health. He was, you know, I think he was asking me questions of like, you know, do you have any physical discomfort, any pain? I'm like, no, I'm feeling great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Full yeah, of energy. Yeah. I am fine. Yeah. But then, you know, you, you showed me all these things which mm. kind of needed fixing. I was like, wow. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's when it comes to the best. That's the, that's the cool part of chiropractic. That's right. what I love. Because <laughs> yeah, one, I know I get excited about this. One thing is treat pain. But if you think your brain sits here and it communicates with the whole of your body through the spinal cord and out through the nerves, through the arms, hands, legs, and feet. If I want to grip something in my hand or I want to move my arm, a signal has to come from my brain, down through my neck, cervical spine, and out through down the arms here to be able to move it. So if you're in weight training and you want to work this muscle, well, you need to have a signal from down here through the neck and out through here. Now, if you've got something stopping it through here, affecting the signals coming out down the arm, you can't function properly. Your muscles can't function properly. You mm. can't grip something properly. You don't have to be in pain for that. Yeah. So we have to just work on balancing everything out and open up those nerve pathways, so to speak, and get things functioning well so things can fire properly. And therefore you can train better. You can, your body can function better. So let's say for, say, for instance, somebody learns that there's a chiropractor in the area mm -hmm. and they step into your facility and mm -hmm. they wanted to have, I don't know, consultation to see whether mm -hmm. everything is in alignment. Like what... Yeah. How would you assess to know whether someone needs a chiropractor? What's the procedure which you follow? Okay, so first of all, I believe everyone needs to be in balance for their body to be functioning properly. Mm. And our nervous systems need to be firing. It's the whole thing that runs our whole human body. So first of all, someone come into us. The majority of people first come into us because they're in pain. Or they've been to lots of doctors or different people and find that pain hasn't gone away. Because... I don't want to diverse too much, but a lot of people now with back pain or neck pain will go to their doctor and they'll be prescribed painkillers, diazepam, naproxen, all these sorts of things. And there's been so many stories. I don't want to diverse too much, but... Um, no, it's fine. It's important. There's, um, yeah. I, I mean, I had a, 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 for example, I had a 30-year-old patient that came to me and she had back pain. You know, 30, early 30s. And... She had back pain, was given some painkillers, and it wasn't really helping. So she gave some painkillers. This is the general story we always hear. Mm. Go away, take some painkillers. If pain doesn't help, come back. Well, she's still in pain. Went back to the doctor, was given some more painkillers. Now, I'm not poo-pooing doctors at all in any way. They've got, they're great at what they do. Um, and, but, but what's happening is she was given some more painkillers. She said, go away, come back again. Went away, gave us more painkillers. It still hadn't got, gone away. Now, by that time, generally... A lot of doctors refer them to physio or different types of treatment. This, this patient I had not long ago, she um, 
she went back to the doctor and said, oh, well, the painkillers aren't working. I'm still in incredible back pain. I can't work. I can't function. I can't focus on my work. I can't read the computer. I'm in constant pain all the time. I'm getting pain down my leg. It says nothing you can do about it. You have to live in painkillers for the rest of your life. Which is, they're not working. I'm still in pain. Now, this had been an ongoing thing for a long time for her. And after about a year, she was like, I've been told nothing can be done. And this is a very common theme and a very common thing we're told by patients they come to us and told we have to put up with our back pain and just take painkillers all the time now for a 30 year old you don't have to be a vet so there's got to be a reason why you have a problem and that's when you have to investigate it so Mm -hmm. um going back to your original question if someone comes to us first of all and they're in pain and discomfort firstly we'll do a consultation and find out where the pain and discomfort is what's going on then some people just stop with that for me personally i always like to think that look at what's going on because there's always a reason for it and if someone's got chronic pain that's been going on for more than six months up to a year two years three years four years five years ten years there's got to be a reason yeah so pain is more of a symptom it's saying to your saying to your brain saying hey man there's a problem here can you take notice of me so we could look at why the problem's there now if we keep taking painkillers all it does does is block signals to the brain so you can't feel it it doesn't fix a problem it just blocks signals to the brain so a chiropractor, we have to look at finding what the problems are and where the imbalances are, to then go about correcting them and fixing them. So if someone first came to me, they'd be coming with pain. But along with my consultations, I always like to look at the wellness side of things. This is me personally, and a lot of other chiropractors out there do do this. But it's not just about getting out of pain. We've got to look at what it is they do day to day. You know, what other functional problems they have? Do they get headaches? Do they get heartburn? Do they get tingling arms and hands, legs and feet? Do they have problems with their sleep? sleep has a massive effect on how your body heals itself you know this what's their nutrition like if they're having lots of high sugary foods we know it causes more inflammation in the body so this is the area i like to look at not just looking at their pain but you look at all the other areas because again people come in with a bit of neck pain and when you ask them about headaches they say oh yeah i do get headaches but that's not nothing to do with it <laughs> like yeah i get three or four a week but um it's normal it's not normal so i'd say to them look okay well you've got headaches do we look at that as well and if they want me to look at it, great, I'll look at it as well. People don't realise that. And then once we get the body back and functioning properly and functioning well, then they start to feel better in all areas. It's not just with their pain, but with mm-hmm. their energy, their vitality, their headaches go away, they're, they, they're able to move better, move more agile, play with their grandkids. Now that's the thing. And that, when I come, people come to the consultations, I always ask people what it is they want to be able to achieve and what they want to be able to do. Because one thing, getting out of pain, well, when you're out of pain, what else do you want to achieve? It's like when you go when you have a client that comes to you and they want to go to the, they come to you and say I want to lose weight. Well, once you lost weight, what else do you want? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because for me personally, when you work with people who just want to lose weight, just losing weight isn't always a big enough reason to be able to get you out of bed at five o'clock in the morning when it's pissing down with rain outside. Mm-hmm. So you've got to have a goal and a reason as to why you want to do your exercises, why you want to do your stretches, why you want to be able to get better. And once you've got out the pain, you've got to look at why you want to keep that pain at bay and um, live a better functioning life. Doesn't everyone want that? Yeah, and absolutely. that's what me chiropractor is all about. So I like to encompass all areas rather than just getting people out of pain. Do you ever have people who come to you who don't have any pain? So, oh, yeah, um, those. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They just come to you because it's like, oh, can I have a almost like a an MOT or just MOT. an assessment? Like, yeah, yeah. And um, so... Certainly for that, and I love patients like that. And um, especially when I was back in the fitness as well, I had a lot of um, people who were competing coming coming to me. Mm. Um, because if you think about when you're on the stage and you're you're say you're doing a, a lat spread or you look at your back pose, and if they've got a slight curvature in the spine, well then we start doing mechanics and start stroking out the spine as much as we can do, so they've got more symmetry. Oh. That makes sense. So if one yeah. shoulder's higher than the other, then we've got to work on balancing that back out, so they've got more symmetry on stage. If people come to us without even without pain, but they're saying that like, I'm on training, I just can't seem to lift the weight so so well, or I can't grip the weight so well. Well, then, um, I mean, I've been in the gym with people, where they've been training. I shouldn't be saying, but yeah, they they're training, and then we adjust their neck, and then they be able to go a bit harder. They can grip a weight a bit harder because we've opened up the nerve pathways. Okay, so I, I didn't so, know that part of things. So you hmm. can actually manipulate certain parts or i don't know if manipulate is the right word Mm -hmm. um and then you can actually help someone to increase their their workload like increase the amount which they can lift they can lift yeah because imagine imagine like having a shining light bulb here it's shining really really bright and you have electricity supply going to it yeah 
Mm. We've got open, good, strong electricity supply. This light bulb shines brightly. Mm. Now imagine you've got a dampening of the, the electricity supply going to it. Yeah? I mean, the light starts flickering on and off, down and down. Imagine that's like your muscle. It can't fire properly. But if you open up these pain pathways or open up these nerve pathways and get everything functioning, just getting things balanced better, everything can fire better. Amazing. So well, back to your other question when you're asking about when people come to me and I do a functional performance testing on people. We get the pain out of the way, but then you look upon other areas where there's areas of imbalance. Generally, people have pain and problems because there's an imbalance somewhere. Things aren't firing properly or the body's not functioning well when there's an imbalance somewhere. Just like with your hormones and blood system and everything like that, things need to be imbalanced. Mm. So by doing a, if someone's not in pain, they want a sports performance workup, then or do muscle testing and things on them to see where the imbalances are and get things balanced back out more so things can fire better and people can train better. Work on the flexibility to train better. Would you say that doing certain movements on the body that you can help to balance hormones? Has anyone come to you about hormonal issues at all? Uh, no, I, I would never actually say I can do things on balancing hormones. I can't <laughs> yeah. say that. But I have seen some amazing things. So, yeah, so what, what sort of things could uh, disrupt hormones and what little things could make some changes to that? Well... Let's be good at people's, obviously we know this, I think that with diet and their stress levels. The stress levels is, and stress is one area that I'm really massively into. Um, because obviously when we're stressed, we're having a massive change in the way that the, the pituitary hypothalamic access is working, you know, and then we're working on cortisol release. So that will go back to, um, stress is a huge reason as well if we have a lot of hormonal balances and hormonal problems. But it's psychological stress, physiological stress. So as a chiropractor, I work on the physical side of things, but it's a big brain linked with the mind as well right so by well, first of all you can just get people to calm down i've had people come to me who have anxiety so they're not in pain as such but they're having a lot of anxiety and i'm just treating them for areas that imbalances in their spine but suddenly miraculously they say my anxiety has gone down I from the I'm, air imbalances yeah. i've had people who've had um who've had to come to me they can't have children they've got hormonal imbalance and they can't have children They've had tests and IVF treatment, and they've. I've had one lady who went to IVF treatment three times, couldn't conceive, right. and she's taking all these hormones and having an imbalance. Now, all I did was start fixing her back, and she came into me and she says, "Kate, I'm pregnant." <laughs> and I, so I'm not saying chiropractic can make you pregnant, but what I'm trying to say is that I can't say what happened. All I did was get your body back into balance. What do you happen. think happened these there? Changes. What 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 happened there? Which you getting felt getting body back into balance. I feel it's getting your body back into balance and functioning the way it should be. Mm. And I'm not saying chiropractic is, is having a huge effect on your hormones straight away like that. But once your body starts getting balanced, you start feeling better, you start being able to function better. Everything can function better. Because you think about your nervous system mm. and the nerves come through a fast area here, they come and supply the stomach, they supply the liver, they supply the spleen. And if you think like that light bulb analogy, if you've got an interruption there, how can things function well? But when you get the body functioning well and back into balance, things can fire better. Makes sense. So I'm not saying we have an exact, I'm not saying, oh, I, I, I treat hormonal problems or I treat this or treat that. All I do is treat the body and the spine and get it back into balance. And suddenly all these huge, crazy things start coming on in. Cool. We treat patients so, over a few, well, and suddenly the heartburn clears up. I can't say I treat heartburn, but suddenly their heartburn goes away after having it for 10 years. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's, that's this experience of working with people. Mm. It might be something, I'm not too sure. Would you say it's something that you kind of picked up as you, was doing, as you were doing the job? Like, mm. you know, when you was at school learning about mm. spinal manipulations and stuff, it's probably a lot different to practically mm -hmm. doing it. When you start to Certainly. work with people, you start to piece other things together. Like, actually, you know. Yeah. Mm. It, it's like driving a car. You learn, learn how to drive a car you learn how to drive the car to pass the test, but you don't actually properly learn until you get out on the roads with the experience. So mm. it goes back to my original point, you know, with chiropractic, it's based on the diagnosis and treatment of, of treating mechanical disorders of the musculoskeletal system. You get through a lot of pain and discomfort. But then as you get experience in working with people, suddenly all these things start changing. I could, there's so many stories I could tell you from people I know who've been working 20 years, 25 years. My uncle's been working for 25 years. He's had people come to him who have been in a wheelchair and said they'd never walk again. And he said to this one person that came when he said, I'm going to get you walking. Got them walking. 
Now, I'm not saying get everyone walking or get everyone doing all this, but what I'm saying is that when someone has a real belief in something, I think it's very powerful as well. Mm. When you really believe something can change or you can really do something, um, changes can take place. And I, I've seen so many miracle stories from his practice as well. And that comes from experience. Did you, you know? say this was your uncle that mm-hmm. was able to achieve that? Yeah. The, mm. Was his patient told by a, a general practitioner that they would never be able to walk? Or did they she go to hospital? She was told she couldn't walk again. I don't know the whole in and out of the story, but I've just known, I've just seen things happen with people. Or he's had loads of stories with people like so warning pregnant after they've been through IVF treatment. All, all we did was get their back fixed and balance their back out. Yeah. You know? So we're, we're, I'm not saying, again, um, we're treating that. We just work on areas of imbalance in the spine where they have discomfort or tension. And as a side note to that, suddenly all these great things are seen. Do you think that chiropractors should work in alignment with general practitioners? maybe be given some referrals from yeah we do and we do in sense i think really when it comes to working with gps um generally physios and more osteos tend to be more in the nhs so they're referred that way right um and i think because we're not on the nhs generally gps don't refer to us as as much but i do i do have i have relationships with gps gps do refer to me um okay. and it takes some of the workload off of their 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 books and um, if someone keeps coming with back pain they say go and see a chiropractor I we I treat some cardiologists I treat all different types of people um so some do refer so we do have our interaction with the GPs but I think we could do more we could yeah. have more so yeah. and I think GPs would be great if they have more understanding of what it is we did um to help with that as well so it would be better to have a better relationship with them it would be great you know to all work in synergies rather than i think there might be a lot of pressure on gps to, mm-hmm. <laughs> to have a problem and then you know that that's how the general public sees it i have a problem go to gp they know the answer to everything mm-hmm. and, um, and i hold my hands up to them because they've got to have a whole array i mean knowing of everything how to work with everything i know and right? if you're having 40 50 people coming at you a day with all these things it's like oh, oh, oh. Obviously, with us, we we specialize in the nervous system and back pain or or musculoskeletal problems. So mm-hmm. that's our forte. We'd have to focus on that, whereas they've had to have their finger lots of different sides. Different yeah, things. and they probably get a lot of stick for giving the I don't know generalized answers or mm-hmm. give quick fixes. But then the platform which they have, it doesn't really allow them to expand to give mm-hmm. uh, to to be able to implement more healthier alternatives Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. it's like okay fix it push them along bring the next person along isn't it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. pretty tough that's a whole that's a whole other story isn't it i mean yeah the pressure that's on them is is a big thing yeah yeah yeah. so um what would be a a, a technical explanation of someone who has a slip disc and can it be manually treated without Mm -hmm. surgery Mm-hmm. I was actually going to do a video on this because um, I've had loads of messages about this since this whole lockdown. And with a slip disc, generally it means, I mean, if you look at the spine, you have your spine and you have all these discs that sit in between the joints of the spine. And they allow more cushioning and allow for movement in the spine. And they allow separation between the joints to, to allow the nerves to exit out the side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should have brought my spine up with me. It's down my, my you can go grab there. it if you want. <laughs> no, it, it's a big one. It takes it. But, um, <laughs> okay. So, um, so if you have the, if you have, with a disc, they sit there and imagine like you've got the two joints here and the disc that sits in between. Yeah. Now if you imagine the disc like a jam donut. So when it gets a bit worn, you get a bit of wear and tear, the disc starts to narrow slightly. And when it becomes really narrowed, imagine like a jam donut is pressing down on the donut there and the jam in the middle starts to spurt on the outside. Mm. That makes sense? So yeah. that's how you describe a disc. And so when, when you were born, inside the disc your body's never experienced or seen what a jam is inside of it it's, it's called a nucleus pulposus but it's, it's the nucleus it's never seen that so as soon as it starts recompressing the outside and it comes outside of the disc your body creates a massive inflammatory response because it's never seen it before so it attacks it and so when that inflammatory response comes on that's what puts irritation on the nerve and causes problems now the disc you have three stages of a disc so people term it as a slip disc but you can either have Stage one, which is a bulging disc, which is when it comes out very slightly. Right. Stage two is a protruding disc when it comes out even more and puts more pressure on the nerves. 
either on one side, both sides, or more centrally. Or you have a sequestered disc when it comes right out and it goes down the spine. Right. causes more problems. So it depends what stage of the disc is at with, with how much we can treat. Mm. Generally, with a bulging and a protruding disc, we can treat those areas. But manually? Like yourself? Yeah, manually. A... Yeah. Um, and then we, we, we take x-rays. We can take x-rays to have a look at the spine. We, it doesn't actually show how much the disc is. You can see the wear of it. But to actually see how much the disc is pressing out and compressing on a nerve, you need to have an MRI to show that. We're just going to take a short break and return right back. This podcast is sponsored by BrainTap, a headset which elevates your mental performance through tonal therapy, guided meditation, binaural beats, isochronic tones, and my absolute favorite, which is low-level light therapy. It works by creating a symphony of brainwave activity, which is perfect for learning and productivity. It uses neuroalgorithms to guide your brain to achieve maximum neuroplasticity. It doesn't require any effort apart from putting on the headphones and selecting your choice from the library. For instance, BrainTap Retreat, build a resilient brain and healthy body to overcome any of life's challenges or introduction to public speaking, captivate your audience keep them engaged, and learn how your energy on stage can move mountains. After you select your choice, just pull down the visor and relax. If you're interested to get yourself brain tapped, then click the link in my show notes and at least try for free. Your brain will love you for it. This podcast is also brought to you by Keon Flex. Having good joints is paramount, regardless of what age you are. But when it comes to health, most people focus on muscles or the heart. Flex is for your joints. It helps to reduce inflammatory response from physical exercise. So if you have swelling or soreness or mild joint discomfort, then this can help. More people need to focus on flexibility and mobility. And now they can with Keon Flex. Check out getkeon.com forward slash snipes flex. That website link again is getkeon.com forward slash snipes flex. And use coupon code snipes20 and get 20% off your order. So, but generally if someone has a disc problem, they can either come in with just back pain or they have back pain and leg pain, or first I have buttock pain, or they have back pain, buttock pain, and leg pain. And then symptoms you can get also a tingling numbness in the legs and the feet, weakness in the legs and the feet, or shooting pain or dull pain down the legs and into the feet. They are signs of a disc problem. So along with that, when we then if someone comes in with that, we'll then do some testing. We'd check all their reflexes to see if they're down. We'd do some sensation testing to see if the sensation has gone down. And we'll do muscle testing as well. And that's how we determine what a disc is. And then depending on the severity of someone's symptoms and uh, signs we find in the diagnosis in our examination will depend on how we treat it going forward. Mm. Does that answer the question? Yeah, yeah, it does. (laughs) Perfect, perfect. Yeah. Uh, let's say someone has, has left it a bit too long. What, mm-hmm. what tends to happen if they've left it a bit too long to get it sorted? Would the pain be people, too, too severe yeah, for them to not? The majority of people have already left it too long. So when pain comes on, that's the last point of call. Right. So I could take 10 people off the street. Obviously not now, but I could take 10 people off the street. Eight of them would have a disc, disc problem. Two of them would have symptoms. The majority of people out there actually have a bit of a disc problem anyway. Like remember we saw with yours, we took that x-ray and we could see a bit of wear and tear of the, the joints. And we yeah. The disc had been quite wear and tear there. That was early signs. So that's why it's been really important to keep doing your stretches and exercises and your mobilizations and keeping the joints moving. Try and keep it at bay. Yeah. Especially people who are training in heavy, heavy weight training because if we're doing a lot of heavy weight training, it puts a lot of stress on the spine. Mm. Athletes, I've seen 25-year-olds or heavy weightlifters um, have the disc, disc spaces like this. I've seen 70 year olds with disc spaces up like this. So it's not just to do with age, it's to do with lifestyle as well. So yeah, if someone's left it quite long, generally people come in and they'll say, they'll say to me, I've had this pain for about two or three years. 
Right. But generally with people, they will live with it because it becomes termed a normal thing for them. I mean, you must hear people out there all the time say, oh yeah, I wake up with back pain, it's normal. And the beginning signs of it is when people wake up in the morning and they have a bit of aching in their back or stiffness and get up and start moving, walking around. And you have that stiffness in your back that lasts about half an hour to an hour and then it eases off. That's the beginning signs of the disc problem. Right. Or you have someone that comes in or, or says, that, you know, they wake up every day or they're at the gym and they have that niggling ache right in the part of the back more to one side. That's the early signs of the disc problem. But they've got so used to it, being there all the time, they think, oh, I'll eventually go away. So, it just feels up to become a normal thing. That's amazing. That yeah, 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 yeah. Um, are there natural ways that a person can fix it at home? Any particular t- lifestyle? Yeah, thing? see, with things, that's why it's important to be doing your stretches, your exercises, mobilizations, that sort of thing. And to be fair, let's hold our hands up. Not everyone does that. People <laughs> no. will only do something when they're in pain. <laughs> Pain's the trigger. That's when people come and see me. They say to me, oh, well, I said, you've had this pain for two or three years, but why have you come in now? <laughs> I want to go up in the bed in the morning and it's something really hurt or I bent down and picked a sock off, sock off the floor so was it the sock on the floor that caused the problem the pain <laughs> to come on no it's been sitting here for two or three years but what caused you to come on in it came, I came on in because I suddenly couldn't move so yeah it's been going on for two or three years but it's now come on in so the best thing really when with that you want to work on checking someone's spine checking the imbalances and check what the problems are to prevent it before it goes on to cause a problem mm. So generally, once it's like that, you, you generally need to be having treatment to help with it. Because you can do all the stretches in the world, all the exercises in the world. If the nerve's really irritated, and the nerve goes down its nerve path, it sets in the arm here, it will cause the muscles along the nerve path to tighten up. You, right. and it, it's that that's causing the problem. So if you've got an irritation here, it's causing everything to go in spasm, you can massage this out all you want, and you can exercise this all you want, but it won't go away until you fix the problem. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, yeah, totally. It's like another analogy I like to use. I don't want to keep going on too much. Um, But if you imagine you're lying in bed and the smoke alarm goes off, there's a fire downstairs, the smoke alarm goes off. Yeah. Mm. So you're lying in bed and you hear the smoke alarm. That's the warning to say, hey man, there's a problem downstairs, there's a fire downstairs. Same thing with your body. Pain is a warning system to say there's a problem here. Take notice of me, fix it. Now, if I wanted to get rid of the sound of the smoke alarm, what do I have to do? Just turn it off, pull out the batteries or something. Pull that battery, turn it off. So that's because doing pain. You take the batteries out the alarm, but the fire's still going. Mm. So that's so turn- here. You treat the pain. If you, you just treat the pain, yeah, you treat the pain. But then, the, then but the cause is still there. The problem's there. So this problem, that's not a quick fix thing. That takes a while to fix. So yeah, you can treat the initial symptoms and get rid of the pain and discomfort for a little bit. But then the pain comes back, and people say, "Why does the pain come back?" It's because you didn't fix the problem in the first place. <laughs> does that make sense? Absolutely. So this is the whole cycle of problems we have. And this is why people need to be educated with how this problems work. Yeah. Okay. What about, um, what about a popping sound when, when, when there has been, um, adjustments, let's say you're working on someone, yeah. it's probably a simple question, really. Uh, when you're working on someone and you've, you've done some adjustments, uh, sometimes you can hear a popping sound. Popping what, what, is that, mm-hmm. what is that noise? All so about? when the joints, um, when, when we have pain discomfort, it generally means the joints aren't moving very well. They're stiff and stuck. Mm-hmm. And so a chiropractor, what we do is we come and get the joints moving to help loosen things off. Mm. And when we release the joints, a little gap is placed between the joints and it's where gas and air is released. And that's what the popping and clicking is. It's just gas and air being released between the joints. How has gas and air got caught in there in the first it's place? It's just the way the joints are. It's just the way the pressure's in the, pressure's in the joints in the first place. Mm. As they're moved, pressures are released. That's okay. what it is. What about pregnant women? Do you do you mm-hmm. treat pregnant women? Are yeah. they okay to be at what stage mm-hmm. in their pregnancy? Yeah, might so it with not preg- be safe? yeah, so with pregnancy, uh, we treat uh, pregnant ladies from from when we first find out the whole way to birth. I've treated people on the day of their birth. Oh, wow. um, yeah, I had someone come into me actually years ago, or, or people come in all the time. But I remember this one lady; she was like, "Kate, she's just not moving. She's just not budging." So she came in for adjustment, and literally few hours after that she, she gave birth to her, her baby um but yeah when it comes to treating pregnant women with different slightly different ways of techniques we use but yeah we can treat that the whole way through when it comes to having massages they always suggest if you're pregnant if someone's pregnant they don't have a massage in the first trimester of their pregnancy right. so unless 
a practitioner is perfectly qualified to be able to do a certain pregnancy massage to help with that. But mm. generally with chiropractic, yeah, we work on that because as baby starts to grow and you start getting more pressure through here, it changes, it puts pressure on the posture up through here, problems in the lower back, they get problems in the pelvic area. So certainly we treat women the whole way through their pregnancy. Yeah. Okay. So as part of your training, you have that kind of uh, uh, prenatal and postnatal um yeah stuff yeah yeah because yeah yeah some people like even uh, i don't know like not all personal trainers for instance can shouldn't train someone who's pregnant yeah i hear you yeah you understand so yeah my question is like does does a, a chiropractor automatically qualify does it come as part of their uh yeah. you know their yeah. training yeah yeah. And the way I look at it as well, I mean, obviously you can go off and do more qualifications and things. Um, they don't like to term it as being a specialist in one area or the other. The whole point of it is we look at where the imbalances are, where the problems are, and I go and treat those areas. Mm. And certainly with someone's pregnant, I have a slight different technique in the way that I treat them sometimes. But yeah, we're trained to do that. Sweet. What, all right, so what is a generalized practice to keep a good posture and a good spine? Is there any particular types of foods as well uh, i don't know certain types of exercises like for someone to have a healthy spine mm -hmm. wow. so um oh, the spine you got going on there like what, what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah so i'm gonna turn my hair up so i can you can see so when when it comes to posture i've always been a massive posture's always been a massive thing it's a whole big area really especially when it comes to when it talks about pain and discomfort but also your emotions and how you feel now if you think about posture here if we're like that and people sit at a computer all day long they're, mm. they're going to have this rounded posture this is not a great posture to have as we know um mm. obviously with being in fitness and if you think about when you've been on stage and stuff we're used to having this posture of shoulders back and down if you think about posture in that way so you always want to encourage that so if we're stuck in this position like this called forward uh these muscles here become very weak these ones here become tight that can then go on to cause sort of neck problems headaches um, problems or compression of the nerves coming down the arm here, which is going to cause pain and discomfort. So when it comes to posture, you want to always encourage the, this sort of position, shoulders back and down. Shoulders back. And we do so that. just to let you know, this, this is going to also be audio as well. So whilst you're explaining, when it's yeah. on podcast, they can't hear. So if you can mention which yeah. part of the muscles you're pointing yeah. out, that would be great. So um, when we're talking about posture, we want to have more of an upright posture. So if someone's listening here and they think about their posture they want to think about just rolling the shoulders backwards so if you're rolling your shoulders backwards you want to encourage the muscles in the back to start working more yeah so imagine you put a pencil between your shoulder blades so someone's going to squeeze the pencil between the shoulder blades squeeze the shoulder blades together and then draw them in a v down your back so it's like doing a half shoulder roll so it's rolling the shoulders backwards that's it yeah mm -hmm. half shoulders backwards now do a, a half shoulder roll to so take the shoulders back and down yeah that's getting you to more of an upright lifted position rather than being a slumped forward position. Mm. So you want to encourage and work in the muscles at the back, so the back of the posterior muscles of the shoulder. So at the back of the shoulder, the posterior delts and also the rotator cuff muscles, rhomboids, that sort of thing. So everything in the back, you want to encourage more of a, a pressure in the back here. And you want to open up the chest, the front space, the chest space. Yeah. So rather than being curled under where your chest muscles are tight, you want to, lift up your posture and bring your shoulders back and down together yeah then yeah. from here you want to encourage with your, your chin rather than being poked forward you want to bring it back slightly yeah so more slight chin tuck mm. and then if you want to think about putting the tummy muscles in slightly when it comes to seating postures as well i always encourage someone to put a, a pillow behind their back but in the small of the back so not further down when it's tucking your pelvis underneath you you want to get it a bit further up so it's here more in the small of your back and it's pushing you forward so that's what postures you want. You want to keep a, a neutral type spine, like keeping the natural curves of the spine rather than being slouched over. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you have any tips in terms of nutrition for good bones or uh, any general? Yeah, so always vitamin D and, and calcium, glucosamine, um, chondroitin. There's been research studies on that. Um, if taken over a longer period of time, as you know, with any sort of eating, I mean, I'm massive into green juicing and just getting lots of green leafy veg in, that sort of thing. But the biggest thing I think is looking at 
sugary rich foods now i'm gonna hold my hands up i'll eat chocolate every single day there's not one day it goes back without eating chocolate but you've got to have everything in balance right right um so i'm not gonna sit here and say never eat something sugar and never eat this never eat that because that's unrealistic um some people don't like it um but yes i would always if you think about anything as we know this and you're really um, educated and knowledgeable on this that anything with sugar it encourage more inflammation so when people are in more pain and discomfort, they're going to go for the comfort foods. So they start eating all the rubbish. But the thing is, when you have more sugar and more rubbishy foods, it just lowers your mood down and leads to more inflammation in the body. So mm. you will be eating good foods and good anything that's going to start reducing the insulin load on your body, which you know about. Um, and then anything, yes, I mean, omegas, krill oil is a really good one. You know, you want to good good fish oils. Uh, vitamin D, vitamin C is a great one as well. Vitamin C is great for body heal, body healing, as we know. Yeah. Um, so that's a big one I always encourage people to have. B vitamins, like a B complex, vitamin C, vitamin D, um, and omegas are the main ones. Also, probiotics as well, really important. Probiotics, any particular types that you would suggest? Um, I don't know. I, I was, I thought it was really like in the billions, <laughs> billions and billions, like, um. I've, I've used Nutri Advanced ones, I've used um, Cytoplan, I've used Lambert's. Um, those are the ones I tend to have gone for to before. What ones have you used before? Do you use probiotics as well? Um, yeah, um, I've got a, a pro and prebiotic um, protein powder, which is mm. by a company called Sups Nutrition. I think it's a, a German brand. Mm. Um, the, the, the guy who owns this company is a dentist. So all of his stuff is very, you know, nutrient dense and clean from, you know, all the, all the bad stuff, mm. all of the mm. preservatives and all that sort of thing. Um, I also use um, a probiotic by a company called Bioptimizers, which is called uh, POM3. I use quite a few things by them because they have digestive enzymes. Um, and I tend to take digestive enzymes with a lot of the food to help with mm. absorption, um, especially protein. Um, but yeah, so there's those two and fermented foods as well. I might have kefir. some sauerkraut. Is it kefir? Kefir, yeah, sauerkraut as well. kefir. Yeah. Mm. Um, I would only get organic though because, well, if you don't get organic, it's kind of questionable the way I see it because mm. you have to think about, all right, what's the process in, <laughs> in, in, in putting this kefir together? You know, if it's not organic, then it's going to have antibiotics in it <laughs> mm. and it mm. kind of defeats the whole purpose. Mm. So yeah, when it comes to that, it's very important. I wouldn't say I have everything organic, Certain things, it's like a strict rule has to be, and that's one of them. Do you take your nutrients every, like uh, vitamins and minerals, every single day? Um, I kind of, I'll, I'll, I'll go by the way I feel, and I'll think certain mm. things I'll, I'll have every day, like um, magnesium. I'll have at least five hundred milligrams at least uh, a day. Sometimes. If my training, That's great for muscle cramps. Sorry, yeah, carry on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if my training or like my stress levels are feeling a bit higher because I've got so much going on. Then I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have some more. My like for me, it's like if it doesn't feel right. Like let's say for instance, um, my stools are a bit loose. That might be an indication that okay, just calm it down in the magnesium. Mm -hmm. um, I'll have um, like chlorella with if i eat lots of fish then i'll, I'll tend to have a bit more chlorella as mm -hmm. a way of you know if there's metals inside the fish then i want to help to uh, remove some of those metals yeah so you know i'll think all right what am i having today what am i eating all right i'll have these these powders or supplements to surround that so i'll have certain types of enzymes for certain types of food so if i have um not that I have it all the time, but I like I like bread on the odd occasion. And um, if I do, then I make sure I have the right enzymes for that. Um, especially if it's got gluten in there, I want something to break that down and utilize the gluten as as protein. I mean, it's protein, right? <laughs> You're so, still pretty good and regimented with all that. Really good. Yeah. I'm, it, I'm going to have that. 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 
you're like one of those OCD people. I think it's like, <laughs> it's good. I track to see the way I feel. Yeah. You know, and like if I wake up and I feel a certain way, I'm like, why am I feeling like this? Yeah. I went yeah. to bed on time. What's, I don't yeah, get it. Yeah. You know, I have like uh, you see something a... called an aura yeah. ring. Uh, I can't see it because of the light. All right, it's called it, man. An aura yeah. ring. What that does is it, it, it tracks your sleep. Yeah. And it, it also tracks your, um, your heart rate. Um, and um, yeah, it lets you know how deep your sleep is, how much REM you get as well. So mm -hmm. that way I can see how much sleep I had and the quality of the sleep. If it's good, then I'll think, all right, what did I do the day before? I need yeah. to do that again. If it wasn't so good, then I, I try and work out, all right, what, what did I do differently? So if, if things are working, then I tend to try and stick to it. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty. It's almost like you see a body like a bit of Lego. I've always been like that. If that works, okay, great. I'll try that. Should I try that thing? Because you can see how your body adapts really quickly, can't you? Like you yeah. try one thing and then like, okay, that will change that. Let me try this workout. Oh, that's good. I'll, I'll keep to that. Um, because I'm going to hold my hands up. Sometimes I'll be really good with my nutrition and keep on top of um, everything with my vitamins and my minerals. Other times I just don't do it. And let's just be fair. I think a lot of people are like that, aren't they? We, you know, you have your pack of the vitamins in your little box on your kitchen counter and I have it in front of me. Sometimes I just don't take them, you know? So right, right. Good how, it's good how you're so regimented. Hands up I think it's, I, I, it's I, like, that's how I start my day. Mm. You know, it's like... If I have a coffee in the morning, then I'll make sure I've got like my, my apple cider vinegar. I'll drink that before mm -hmm. I have my coffee. It's almost like I'll do things in a certain way. So I yeah. can't forget because this is the way it's done. But that's <laughs> but your routine, that's your habits of doing things. Yeah. 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 It's like, you know what? You remember years ago, I don't know if you still do it. Like, you know, you used to go to the gym and you'll be like, today on your stories, you'll be like, today it is 9.28 and it's eight degrees. Like you're the only person you still talk about is eight degrees outside or 10 <laughs> degrees outside. Like that's your, that's your normal routine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think everyone, it's always hard to get started with things, but once you get into your routine of things, it's easier to keep going. Absolutely. I think that's important. And even the little things which you're saying here, they're little, they sound little, but they're big. You know, these mm. things about shoulders back and make sure, making sure that your chin is a little further back and your head isn't forward. And, you know, if you've got like a cushion slightly at the lower part of your back and not rotating your hips forward, you know, as you're telling me these things. Sorry, mm -hmm. go. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. Continue. So as you're telling me these things, I'm thinking, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, cool, cool. And mm. I'm already thinking, all right, how do I make sure I'm staying in this posture, especially mm. if I'm by my laptop, because I'm by my laptop a lot. I'll, mm. I'll edit images, I'll edit videos, and I'll edit podcasts as, as we're doing right now. Um, mm. I'm taking notes and I'm working on a book right now. Mm. So I'm by my laptop like so much of the time. Mm. And I don't really want to fall into that bad posture. So I'm thinking, all right, yeah. I need to get that in place. Another way of thinking about that, and this is something I do with patients quite a lot, because if you think about holding a position for a long period of time, it does put strain on your body. So if you're sitting here now, and anyone out there is listening, turn your head to the right. Turn, now hold it there. Turn it as far as you can. Now hold it there. Hold it there. Now imagine holding it there for a minute. Right. Imagine holding it there for five minutes. Imagine holding it there for ten minutes. Imagine holding it there for an hour. You see where I'm coming from? Yeah. Mm. So people who are on the computer for eight hours a day in that slumped over position, and they do that every second of every minute, of every hour, of every day, of every week, of every month, every year. Can you see how the period of time, if you don't correct some of those changes, how they can go on to lead to problems? I, yeah. Um, I mean, you, you've asked me to put my head in an uncomfortable position and stay there, mm. whereas I think people tend to fall in a comfortable position, then mm -hmm. it ends up being uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It, it, it's demonstrating if you hold one position for a long period of time, your body can't take it. Right. That makes sense. So if you, when I got you turning your head to the side, if you were to hold that for an hour, after, even after five minutes, your body was saying, man, I don't like this. Mm. It's going to cause me some problems. It's like people when they're sitting there on their computer or watching a TV, if their head's even just turned by 15 degrees or 20 degrees, you keep doing that day after day after day after day, you're going to create an imbalance somewhere. Yeah. And that imbalance will then go on to cause problems in your back, your neck, your shoulders, and you wonder why you have chronic pain all the time. 
Well, mm. the chronic pain that's built up is because it's come from an ongoing long imbalance. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 So what would you say about saying. foam rollers? Foam rollers, are they good for the back or? Yeah. Um, so foam rollers, as long as they're used in the right way, sometimes we have people have chronic, chronic fascial tension and fascial problem, especially with the iliotibial band. That's a big area. Mm. If it's that sort of chronic problem, sometimes um, using a foam roller can actually make it worse, sort of compresses it even more. So it mm. needs to be stripped out better. Um, a lot of people do use a foam roller when it's, you know, say it's, you know, it's lengthways and people lie over it and so they arch their back over it. That's yeah. not a good thing to do. I've had people do that and lie over it thinking it's a good thing to do. So they're curving their back over it, they're arching their back over it, and they get to the point when they stand up and they can't walk. So doing that's not good. Um, if you want to use a foam roller on your back, the best thing to always do is keep your hips lifted. Right. So you're um, rolling that way rather than arching your back over over the roller because that's not good for your spine. Cool, cool. But generally, it's good to be working on fascial tensions. I like using a tennis ball or a golf ball to get into those tight muscle knots. Mm. Um, they're really, really helpful as well. Actually, I was I was yeah. uh, putting away a tennis ball earlier because I don't play tennis. <laughs> so I put it away in the loft. I better go get that. <laughs> yeah, you can get it out. Yeah, yeah. People can get those massage balls and things, but they're good. They're yeah. good for helping release those muscle knots. Like, you know, in the back of your shoulder blade here, people always get those muscle knots here or in up here in the neck and shoulders or in the lateral areas. Mm. People sitting for a long period of time, they always get tension there. Get a tennis ball, hold it up against the wall and rub your shoulder against it. It's great for releasing tension. That's awesome. Yeah. What about massage guns? Yeah, pretty good, actually. Yeah. Um, there's new ones coming out in the market. And um, I've always been very skeptical of a lot of gimmicky things coming out. But the Theragun, I know it can be very expensive, and these other massage guns, um, they're actually pretty good. Have you actually got a proper Theragun? I've got an ther ther actual Theragun. Oh, nice Mine's nice one. downstairs. So it's actually got my name on it. On, on there they, they put my name on it i was like oh thank you thank you <laughs> so uh, yeah, they engrave it on for you yeah it's cool yeah. yeah they're good i think they're i think they're definitely worth it having to release muscle tension when you can't get proper treatment they're good things to help with symptoms but again it goes back to anything if you keep treating the symptoms you want to make sure you're actually focusing on the cause as well right yeah? so if someone's yeah. got chronic pain and problems all the time you've got to look at why it's there it's all well and good treating the symptoms all the time like the pain and discomfort we can look at why this problem's there in the first place. And that's when people come and see us to work on the imbalances, looking at their functional movement patterns to help correct that. Awesome. So one more thing. I sent you a message before we had this conversation now about a client of mine that has this clicking sound. Like whenever she bends down, her knees click. Mm -hmm. like, click, like she doesn't yeah. have any pain. If you, if you mm -hmm. could like go through what could possibly be the situation there, yeah so clicking um clicking could generally be a muscle um or a tendon generally a tendon flicking over a joint or it can be something to do with the ligaments um flicking in around the joints but it also can be something to do with the meniscus um which is a a, a gel type sac in between the the knee joint to allow cushioning mm. sometimes that can get caught in the knee that doesn't cause pain to start off with but it does start to build up to pain if left Generally, knee problems, I'm going to put a video out on this tomorrow, actually. Knee problems tend to come on from an imbalance. Right. So if your muscles aren't firing properly, or if you're, especially if your glutes aren't firing properly, it can create an imbalance and change the knee alignment. And it goes back to a normal thing. If you keep working on imbalance, walking or running or anything like that, and you're slightly out of alignment, especially if you start running, you start compounding that 50 or 60 times more. And that creates more of an imbalance and more of a problem. So it leads to more of a chronic problem that makes sense so right. the mm -hmm. clicking can come from a muscle or tendons generally flicking over the joints um, a grinding or crepitous sound or grinding sound tends to be more cartilage mm. especially under the tail of the kneecap um, but that's really where clicking and things come from it's more of a ligamentous or muscular tenderness imbalance what can a person do if they have that so they'd have to look at the biomechanical imbalances, see where they are. And you have to look at it if it's coming from the hip, the lower back, and from the feet. Having a look at the feet as well as a massive impact on the alignment, the whole way up the kinematic train, looking up to the, um, the knee alignment. Um, so you then have to look at that. Uh, the knees need quite a bit of massage treatment, soft tissue work to help release that off. And then lots of muscle strengthening work as well to work around the area. Mm. Help it all off. 
but I would suggest you go see a therapist to have a good assessment first of all to see what's going on and then they can give you exercises and treatment around there to work on it a, a massage therapist, therapist. Is great that as well mm. and a sport or sports therapist yeah that's good right that's cool mm-hmm. cool cool i know i speak quite fast you know you're used to me i'm always speaking fast all the time aren't i so i, I, know. I, need, I need to slow down yeah you know it'll be funny because uh when you listen to podcasts you can um well actually i know with audio books you can speed it up or slow it down depending who's speaking <laughs> you're gonna slow me down no it's pretty <laughs> funny because i'm a slow speaker so they'll be turning it up turning it down turning it up turn- <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that with everyone. I'm always like that, especially when they get talking about something I'm very passionate about. Um, I have to learn to slow down sometimes. Yeah. That's all good. All the information mm. is there. So uh mm. I can rewind it if necessary. Mm-hmm. But thank mm-hmm. you very much, Katie. I really that was a appreciate it. Pleasure you. as Seriously. always. No, pleasure. it's always got golden nuggets to give. So mm-hmm. what I'd like you to do is to let us know where, where could everybody find you? Like so, you're on, um, you're yeah, Instagram? I mainly be working in London. Um oh, my Instagram, as you know, it's Katie Chimes DC. Um and my clinic generally um, is closed at the moment, obviously, with everything at the moment, but I'm based in more central London, near to Marble Arch, the Berkeley Clinic in near Marlebone. So uh, hmm. that's where my clinic is. Cool. Yeah. Are you doing any like online consultations at the moment or anything? Um, I'm, I have been doing as many. I have been with a lot of my patients or talking to them on the phone. Um, I'm doing a few bits and pieces. Right. But I'm mainly waiting to get back into clinic. As soon as the government lockdown is lifted, mm. um, we are told, the government has said that we can see really acute pain patients. So right. in a really bad way, the clinics are able to see people, but I'm not at the moment. But possibly in a few weeks' time, we'll be back in. Working. Cool. Yeah. If someone wants to contact you in the meantime, before, you know, the lockdown mm. is released. Instagram's you... fine. Instagram's Instagram. fine. Do you have it. an yeah. email address or you just prefer Instagram? Prefer on there first of all, and then I can redirect people to different emails. And okay, that's thank great. you, Roger. Yeah, yeah, all good. Thank you very much for your time that's today. A pleasure, as always, I could talk all day about this sort of stuff, but yeah. <laughs> maybe there'll be a part two. Who knows? Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> all right, then. Cheers. You take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in today's episode. Any guests which I have on the show really provide some golden nuggets and useful life changing tips. So always feel free to check out their social media platforms or website links, which will be written in the show notes. These shows are financed by my sponsors, so your contributions are always greatly appreciated. Any clickable links with discount codes will not only provide you with the best services, but will help out the podcast too. So thank you. If you do like the Roger Snipe Show podcasts, then why not give it a review? A five star would be awesome, but some great feedback on what you liked about the show or what you would have liked to hear would be helpful too. Until next time.